0: Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And
1: supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate. Or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Welcome to another exciting edition of t Cover to Cover. The only live call-in internet comics talk show.
2: Anything could happen. Right? We're the only one. Dee Murray called in before we could even record the intro. crazy. And thanks to the magic of editing, you're going to hear it next. Yeah,
1: we'll just pop this back. None of you suckers will ever know it even happened. Here's how it works. Well, I should start by saying my name is Matt Baum. Yeah. You can find me at Matt Baumstein on the Twitter. I'm one of the hosts of the 2 Headed Nerd comic book podcast. And sitting across from me is the other head. His name is Joe. It's in our title. Joe and Matt. Joey,
2: introduce yourself. I mean, it's kind of more of a subtitle. But yeah. It's a long title. <laughs> it's true. I've gotten complaints. I heard
1: it. I heard <laughs> them talking about it on the Basement of the Hill co- podcast. Not uh,
2: yes, I'm Joe Patrick. I'm at JoePatrick116 on the Twitter. And the show's Twitter is at 2 Headed Nerd. It's easy. Yes. And if you want to get on this show, you can call us at 402
1: 819 4894 Or you can go to Facebook and hit the Call Now button. We will be live on Facebook taking calls through there as well. That's Facebook, backslash, two-headed nerd. But you know how that works. Facebook.com. Well, yeah. Mm, w, W, <laughs> W. We tweet out and Facebook out when we're going to be recording live. Generally, it is Saturday mornings from 11 to 1. But that can change, so pay yeah. attention.
2: I, this week, I said to tell 1230 because okay. we kind of wound down a little early
1: We time. did, but regardless, we'll, you know, if you're still calling, we're going to stay on and we're going to wrap with you.
2: Yeah, man. 11 a.m. till question mark.
1: On the show, we talk about everything that happened. On the previous show, everything that happened. This week in Nerd News, we talk about comics and nerd stuff, whatever you want to rap about. But we also suggest a theme called the question of the week. Joey, reset that question for me.
2: I'll do that. This week's question came from The Nomad, one of our forum users who... We believe 98% to be Damon Chan, the man on the streets. How come we can't get confirmation on this? Because I haven't heard from him (laughs) since we restarted. Oh, man. Damon, we missed you, brother. The Nomad writes, So I was thinking about how great pillars of truth, justice, etc. most superheroes are. However, we don't always think about the times they make mistakes. Ranging from them losing their jobs, ending relationships, and sometimes even costing innocent lives. Which particular moment do you remember where the hero just done screwed up?
1: Hero screwing up. I love it. Yeah. That's a good one.
2: We only got a couple answers, so I'm hoping some
1: peeps are going to call in live. We only got a couple answers, so I'm hoping some peeps are going to call in live.
2: Yeah. Now, Damon posted this question on our forums in our little suggestions thread months ago, and more than one person said, ooh, I have an answer for that. Yeah. Where are they now? Looking at you. Anthony from Brooklyn. (laughs) Well, let's get right into it. Caller, you are
1: on the air live with THN cover to cover. Who's this? Is this D. D, I knew who it was, but I had to get you to introduce yourself to the peeps. I figured. (laughs) (laughs) How are you,
3: brother? I'm not too bad. You guys?
2: We're doing all right. Doing good, doing good. What do you
3: want to rap about? Right on. Um, I've been listening to the old angels of the week. And I want to talk to you guys about the uh, the question I asked you guys a while back: the, What age is it? And since, like, you know, the new administration just started, and comic books are kind of changing around for everybody. Oh yeah, you what age?
1: Modern age, golden age, silver age.
3: Exactly. Okay. Like okay. you guys, you guys said a lot in the, in the podcast that you can't really say what an age is until it's over. Pretty much. I think it's I think it's kind of over. So I'm wondering, what age do you guys think it is now?
2: So you, you think that
3: we're entering age?
2: we're entering a new age?
3: Like, what do we call I, it? I, I believe this new age is the political age. I think political, I didn't think politics is very trendy. It's very end uh, uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere for a while. I have a feeling you're right. So I, think, I think we're living in the political age right now.
1: Well, and maybe even, like, what would you call it? Maybe the meta age where, like, comics really started to go real world or something?
2: You mean the previous age before?
1: No, the one that you were saying just ended. (laughs) The one that we're in now, I would say.
2: We just got done talking about how you can't name an age until
1: it's over. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, like, I think this was the first age where comics really got meta. Like, really entered the real world and started dealing with, like, real world stuff. I mean, like, obviously Spider-Man took place in New York back in the day and stuff like that. You know, and John I mean, Belushi would show up
2: every are, once in yeah, a while. I mean, <laughs> you know, comics, comics but, have always been a little bit meta, but um,
3: they so, have. But so, what but are the, like? What are like the? Think whole, about what Captain America, the Nick, Nick Spencer's Captain America run right now. The fact that Captain is, uh, Super well, was evil is very high, like very hyper political, and they show Captain America in a different light. He kind of killed somebody or well, injured someone very badly. Yeah. And like that kind of res- resonated towards like, you know, all the other pages. And you have Mars Morales Mar- also trying to take down Captain America. That was very hypo political as well. Yeah. So, the whole civil war. Marvel- thing. Exactly. And DC is kind of like pushing things up also with, uh, kind of having Superman attack Aquaman, not really talked about much. Like in the, in the comic book world, the fact that in-, in the issue of Aquaman, Superman pretty much attacked Aquaman, told him to take care of something or he'll do it for him. <laughs> I'm not sure because, like, Superman has a son now, so he's like his obligations and moralities are a little bit different than they were before. But right. that's that's going been resonating with me a little bit, also.
2: So, all right, D, I think you've kind of hit on it here. I think if we're entering in, we're entering into an age where comic books are going to be wearing their um, political ideologies on their sleeves. Right? That's that's where right. we're at, that's where we're headed. That's where we're going into now. I think that the previous generation's like greatest hallmark, like the strongest hallmark, um, is heroes fighting heroes. Yeah, that's
1: what I was exactly gonna say.
2: And so, um, that's a point. yeah, like I don't know, like I don't know, the Civil War Age is a stupid name, but some something, some catchy title. H V H? Huh? Huh? <laughs> there it is. Like the, the age of infighting, yeah, you know? the where, age of infighting. Yeah, because for literally.
4: A decade. That's what happened a lot. A decade. Yeah, we had heroes, s- heroes.
2: Solid ten years of it. Yeah, that was like the number one theme of Marvel for sure, and it's happened in yeah. DC as well. We now have two
3: well, superhero movies happened. with superheroes fighting superheroes. The there you go. Yeah, you beat me through it. it. It also happened right off the bat of uh, of the New Fifty Two. The first thing that happened was Superman was fighting yeah. Batman, yeah. and Superman almost killed him.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so I think that that's
3: I, a very good point.
2: I think that the previous age that we just. Exited if I mean if we're even really out of it, right? Uh, because if Civil War Two just ended. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Two years later. Yeah, right. Yeah, no doubt. Is
2: is is the heroes fighting heroes? I uh, think you're right. The
1: heroes fighting heroes. Age. Like
2: I, I wish I could I like on the it. spot come up with like a clever one-word description for it. That but no, age, I like I got something, got it. Infighting, yeah, in, we're, we're, the we're infighting, infighting age. Hashtag I
3: like infighting. Hashtag, Hashtag infighting. infighting. <laughs> D, great call, great question. I'm glad we handed yeah. that out.
0: You're welcome, internet.
4: Right on. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you later, <laughs> yeah, take man. It easy. Right. See you, buddy.
2: <laughs> that was a good call. That was a really good. That call. That was a really great question. That was great, and we figured it out. Yeah, we did. Uh, I got to come up with a better name than the infighting age. That's just <laughs> stupid. I'm sorry.
1: Thanks for your call, D. That was fantastic stuff. Hey, by the way, you can also go to the 2 Edited Nerd forums, and we're always on the shout box, shouting stuff out there. Feel free to shout at us there if you're uh, too scared to call. But uh, call us. We want to hear from you, too. Of course, you can also send us an MP3 to Nerd at gmail.com. I think I forgot to say that in the intro. Or you can just leave us a message anytime during the week by calling 402-819-4894. That's true. The Ziggurat. The Ziggurat Hotline. Pardon me, the Ziggurat Hotline. I was clicking around, looking for Google Voice. Right now, let's go to one of the answers of the week. This one comes from James Randall. That's our boy Jimmy. Our boy Jimmy Randall from Down Under, right? Yeah. Yeah.
5: G'day there, nerds. It's uh, Jimmy Randall sending in another MP3 for cover to cover. Um, first thing off the bat, I just want to see how you guys are doing, make sure you're all comfortable, like, you, your chair's okay, how's the desk going, your equipment all right, mm. is there enough beer in your fridge? Um, basically, I like to take care of my staff, and, um, bit of shameless self-promotion here, I'm a very proud, uh, member of the, uh, THN Patreons. Hey, yes, that's listen, right. we I don't put these people up I just this. want to do some shilling. Basically, if I can do it. Anyone listening can do it it's because true. I've got to deal with the Australian currency conversion rate. <laughs> it's costing me thirteen and a half thousand dollars every month. Wow, to fund you guys, and I just, I just want to make sure you appreciate it. Yeah, of course, I'm just kidding. Um, but my answer to the question of the week, um, basically, my all-time favorite—I guess you'd say—favorite heroic screw-up. Um, I wanted to go with, of course, Spider-Man, you know, whipping his web down onto young Gwen Stacy's head. That was a pretty big deal, but and it informed the character and helped build him up, but uh, it's part of me. It's (laughs) not really a big big part of Spider-Man's character. So I'm going to go with uh, Hellblazer, John Constantine, and the screw-up that he did in Manchester when he was kind of young and kind of starting out, and he pretty much was a victim of his own hubris. Um, you know, short spoilers, but essentially his actions and I guess inactions resulted in a very young girl being dragged to hell. And that event pretty much helped shape the character, even as he stands today in the, um, DC rebirth, like that helps make Constantine who he is. So that's my answer. Hope you like it. And yeah, please let me know if there's anything I can get you guys to make your working experience more comfortable. Righto. Jimmy out. Jimmy, I appreciate
1: your burps and your patronage. It's awesome.
5: <laughs> he said in his email
2: uh, that he thought he contemplated taking the burp out, but he decided to leave no it. No way, in. <laughs> it's too good.
1: It made me giggle too. Also, for those of you who don't know, right now the U.S. dollar equivalency to the Australian dollar is one dollar to thirteen so thousand dollars. So, yeah,
2: half. Yeah,
1: our money's worth a little more than Australian money. <laughs>
2: Jimmy, thank you, thank
1: you. We appreciate the hell out of your patronage, sir. Thank you. The phone is ringing, and it appears to be a very sexy phone call. Caller, you are on THN cover to cover. Who's this? Hey, Joe, and Matt, it's Jason Sachs. Jason Yay. Sexier. Listen to this guy. What's yeah. happening? What Happy you wrap birthday. What's it your
2: birthday? Yesterday, right? Oh, yesterday was your birthday. Oh, I'm so old. Oh, my God. <laughs> The official THN historian is as old as dirt. Oh, it's going around. Guys. We're old, too. Don't worry. What do you want to rap about, buddy? How you doing, guys?
1: We're doing good. We're back. We're, li- we're nice, live. Nice to finally talk to you guys. Well, okay, so I got I to gotta
6: do my historian thing first. Let's do it. So you, last, last time you repeated a uh, commonly misunderstood story about why Marvel bought Malibu Comics. Oh, I, I, was this. To I by love the this. the coloring studio. So, um, I actually talked to Tom Mason, who's one of the co-creators of Malibu Comics, um, for my 1990s book, which is still in progress where we're moving through it anyway, DC and Malibu had been courting for months, actually, before the Marvel purchase went through. Um, they started talking, like, at WonderCon in 1995, which was in March, I believe, that year. And for six months, they had been negotiating um, purchase terms because DC wanted to pick up these additional characters. They would have run it like an independent company. If you remember uh, Milestone Comics. Right, right. They would have run it like Milestone at the time. Like an imprint. However... Yeah, as an imprint. And to launch the line, they had actually uh, talked about creating crossovers and had announced the crossovers at San Diego that year. <laughs> However, Marvel swooped in at the last minute. And you remember that Marvel in the 90s was owned by Ron Perelman, who was obsessed with market share and basically driving the company into bankruptcy. And they were afraid that if DC had bought Malibu, it would have made Marvel number two in market share. So they swooped in at the last minute, offered them a shit ton of money, and ended up purchasing Malibu.
2: Wow. Just to keep DC from buying it. Wow. What Just were,
1: to keep DC from buying it. What were the DC crossovers that were announced? Do you know any of them? I don't know
2: what they
6: were going to be. I, you can assume it will be like Prime and Superman. Right. Nightman. Uh, Nightman Night and that Yeah. Of course. That whole kind of thing. Wow. Um, yeah, so... Um, Sludge
2: versus Swamp Thing? <laughs> of course. <laughs>
1: So oh basically it was just out of desperation. They were just terrified.
6: They were terrified. Yeah. This is all, that's the time when they were buying every company that had any sort of logical connection to them and actually seeing that each of those companies fell right through the ground because they bought like clear trading cards right be, right before the baseball that, strike. That's so right. No, no, so no one wanted to buy trading cards then either. So, um, no, it was just, it was just another one of their bad decisions. And then they bought it. And no one knew what they were going to do with it because at the same time, Marvel was cutting staff like crazy.
1: <laughs> that is so cool. So yeah, was, <laughs> I, I remember when Marvel went bankrupt and I was like, how is this possible? It, it like, it just, I, I was too young to really understand what was going on with the market. And we didn't have, you know, Twitter and, and constant marketplace reports <laughs> and stuff like this. But like I
2: remember it blowing my mind. So uh, I'm about halfway through, uh Marvel the Untold Story. Right. Uh the Sean Howe book. And uh right. the first thing that you learn about Marvel comics is that for many, 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 many years uh, they were run by a bunch of real shitheads.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, uh, what can you do? It's a yeah. college business, it's a bunch of nerds, right? <laughs> I mean, they're not exactly business. people. <laughs> Chase, good to talk to you. Thanks for clearing that up. That was awesome. Tell us, uh, uh what's going on with your book. Yeah. Yeah. Where's yeah. when's the nineties coming out? Come on, man.
6: We're, we're well, so, um, the bit. My ed- uh, unfortunately my editor had some personal issues that prevented him from being able to spend as much time on it as he should. So, um, it, it's all written, but it's, it needs to go through a pretty tight editing pass because we have to get every adverb correct. Right. Um, in this book, so probably early uh, sometime in 2018 is is what we're projecting now.
1: Can't wait! All right, we'll wait. We'll be around. But
6: you, you, you do know I have another book coming out this year. No, tell us about in it. Shooter conversations.
2: Oh, neat. yes. Oh uh, yeah, we talked True, about uh, this. We talked about this because uh, we had a little chat about Secret Wars. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah.
6: It'll be out in August. So, um, yeah, I love University Jim Trust, Shooter. Mississippi.
1: I totally love Jim Shooter.
2: I can't wait to read this.
1: <laughs> well, such when, a fascinating story.
2: He's a, he's an interesting character for sure. Uh, well, when the book comes oh, out, sure. when the book comes out, we'll have you on the show to talk about it. Oh, that'll be wonderful. Thank right. you. Awesome. Great
1: to talk to you, Sexier. You're one of our you're our only favorite comic historian. What do you think of that?
2: Oh, you
6: guys
1: are so nice. (laughs) The official THN comic historian, Jason Sexier. Thanks, buddy. Have a good weekend, Jason. Always good to talk to Jason, but let's go to the Google voicemail.
7: Greetings, Joe and Matt. David Robbins calling in with my answer to the question of the week. Uh, First of all, welcome back, gentlemen. Uh, Missed you guys over the holidays, and uh, it's good to have the the show back. Uh, Enjoying the new format. Really am. Uh, Going to the uh, superhero just made a mistake. Um, Spider-Man. Uh, You can name them. Number one, uh, origin story. Just let the bank robber or the the box office robber run right past and uh, lost Uncle Ben. Uh, Number two, didn't know uh, how physics worked and snagged Gwen Stacy the wrong way. Um, I know, too soon, too soon. Uh, (laughs) But my personal favorite is Civil War. Taking his mask off, letting everyone know who he was, which led to some good stories, but it led to Mary Jane um, throwing their marriage away to, to Mephisto to uh, put that genie back in the bottle, and uh, that was some of the, the most fun stuff uh, I enjoyed with, uh, with Peter Parker and uh, MJ. So uh, that's my answer to that, guys. Uh, take it easy. Uh, catch on the next one. Later.
1: Dave, good to hear from you, man. He brings up a good point. I don't know if anyone has made more mistakes as a hero than Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, it only just now occurred to me <laughs> right? that most of these calls will
1: probably about be about <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, man. I didn't even like really think about it, but that dude screws up full <laughs> time. That dude screws up full time. It's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, pretty funny. I can think of 10 like major mistakes that Spider-Man has made off the top of my head almost. <laughs> Is there any other heroes that just accidentally murdered someone they were trying to save?
2: Oh, probably. Who?
1: Well, I don't know. I can't come but up with anyone. Like, Superman never grabbed anybody the wrong way. And that's because Superman
2: you know. knows what he's doing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know? I mean, but Superman... Uh,
1: okay. I mean, directly There's... killed someone by their actions and trying to save them. The only, <laughs> thing I, the only person I can think of is Spider-Man.
2: I'd have to really think about it, but yeah, I mean, it's the only one that's coming to mind. For those of you who are like, what are they talking
1: about? Gwen Stacy... Uh, The Green Goblin has her on the Brooklyn Bridge, right? Brooklyn Bridge? George Washington Bridge. George Washington Bridge. Throws her off and says, you can capture me or catch your friend. Ha ha. And Spider-Man's like, no, Gwen, no. Shoots a web, hits her in the foot, slows her too fast, breaks her neck. Yeah. Closer her too fast. Her entire skeleton rips out of her head. Yeah. Pure gore. It just, like, shoots onto the shoots through, <laughs> through the top of her skin. Like red and Stimpy gore. Yeah, ugh, it's real <laughs> gross. No, it breaks her neck. And, and it haunted him ever since. To this day, even. Yeah. I can't think of another hero that something like that's happened to.
2: Yeah, boy. I'm sure I'll think of several, but this right now I can't think like of any. the 60s. This was a long It was the time 70s, ago. yeah. That's the the when
1: Stacy happened in the 70s. Yeah, that's right. It was intense stuff. Thank you so much for your call. Always good to hear from you. Dave, nice to have you back. we got another caller coming in. Caller, you are on live with THN. Cover to cover. Who dis? Hey, what's up, guys? David Robbins calling in. David Robbins, we just played your message. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. But now you're calling. Good so, timing. We're going to do them both.
4: Uh, well, uh, of course, I wanted to hear what you guys uh, thought about the upcoming Music Meister crossover on the DCTV.
1: This I'm going to have to refer to Joe here.
2: Um, he He fuzzed up there. I didn't quite hear what he said. Which crossover you're calling because what crossover is it? The Music Meister
7: crossover coming up on the CCTVU. Oh,
2: um, this is the musical episodes, right? Oh, boy. Um, Yeah. I don't know much about it. Uh, Generally speaking, I always kind of cringe when they announce that they're going to do musical episodes. Although,
1: when it happened on Buffy, it was awesome. I mean,
2: (laughs) it does usually turn out to be pretty okay. And at least... you know the kind of talent they got on on uh, on
1: those those
7: uh, shows, right? You well, got Grant Gustin and Melissa Benoist from Glee. Yeah. You've got uh, Victor Garber, who was the original Anthony and Sweeney Todd. Yeah. You've got uh, Jesse L. Martin from Rent.
1: Yeah. And you've got John Barrowman. Yeah, those shows are loaded with Broadway stars.
2: Yeah. Those. Yeah. These are some talented people. It's crazy. Um, so at the very least, they, there is the fact that the DC universe has kind of a built-in <laughs> mechanism. Uh, for stupid supervillains uh, making people burst into song. Okay, so, so Music Meister
1: is a real character.
2: Um, yeah, yeah,
1: I think so. I don't know. No, you you keep talking to David about this. I'm gonna look up Music Meister. Oh,
2: okay. Um, when is this crossover supposed to occur?
4: Uh, it's already been filmed because uh, Barron was tweeting out pictures from uh, backstage. Uh, I think it's
7: supposed to be end of March. Uh, oh, and uh, Darren Chris, another Glee alum, and from. Uh, Harry Potter musical is the one playing the music. Master.
2: Darren, Chris, why is that name familiar? Who's Darren Chris? He
7: was Blaine on Glee. Uh, he played Harry in the oh, star hey. kid, uh, YouTube shows. Yes. I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. And actually, he followed Neil Patrick Harris on Broadway in uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch.
1: And Neil Patrick Harris was the voice of the Music Meister on Batman the Animated Series. Batman the Brave and the the Bold. Mayhem of the Music Meister was his first appearance. You are correct, sir. There you go.
2: All right. Yeah, I know this guy, Blaine. I've seen enough episodes of Glee to recognize that face. Uh, You know what? I'm all for it. If if there's one thing (laughs) that I appreciate from the DC shows... It's that they are not too afraid to embrace the silliness of the DC universe when it suits them. Uh, you know, they they can be dark and dour just like the movies can, but they also know what their source material is. And you've got uh, Supergirl and Flash and the Flash runs out to get everybody ice cream, you know, that sort of lighthearted stuff. Yep. And so Music Meister, by all means, let's do it. I'm I'm in. So I don't know if he's from the comics or he's just from the cartoon. Like,
1: I see, they I'm looking online at the DC wiki, and it says first appearance, Mayhem of the Music Meister, September 2009. That was that Brave and the Bold cartoon series.
2: I think he's just a okay. creation of the Brave and the Bold cartoon. Okay. Um, but they did write him into the, cartoon ver- the comic book version of the cartoon as well. Okay.
7: Yeah, he, he's not new to uh, the TVU. He's a pre-existing character from some other media.
1: But we're going to crush him into Arrow <laughs> and The Flash and Supergirl. I, I don't know... I don't know how much Arrow is actually a part of this. I would love to see Arrow sing, though, and be like, oh, I'm the arrow and I swing around. And my and my bow. <laughs>
2: um, I think it might just be a Flash Supergirl crossover.
7: With a couple of people from Legends kind of sprinkled in.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm into that because those two shows, it totally fits into
1: those two shows. Sure. It's just silly enough that it'll, it'll probably work. And I don't think they would yeah. do it unless they're going to be like really genius and tongue in cheek about it. So it'll be fun. Sure. I think it's going to be fun.
2: Me nope. too. I'm excited. Well, excited is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Uh, I am. I'm definitely not against it, and I think it's going to be perfectly enjoyable.
1: Dave, thank you for your call and your message. You got double billing on this thank show. Thank you. That is awesome. K- can I uh, can I plug something real quick? Plug it. Plug it. Okay. Uh,
7: for the past couple of years, I've been involved in a global charity campaign called Can't Stop the Serenity. Okay. Uh, we have a uh, games day coming up in Milwaukee on March 11th at a uh, Binary. Uh, board games pub here in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, If people, if people want to come by and play some games and donate some money to uh, equality now, which is uh, for gender equality and women's rights worldwide and the Wisconsin humane society, we'd really appreciate it. If you can't make it to that event, go to com and see if there's an upcoming event sometime this year in uh, an area near you and uh, support some good causes.
2: Dave, you're a saint for a good thing. Can they donate online? Absolutely. go to
7: can'tstoptheserenity.com and you can find out the information about the global campaign uh, or you can donate directly to Equality Now. Uh, That is a a equalitynow.org. They're based out of New York and uh, they have their own website as well. This is going into the 17th year, uh, excuse me, not the 17th year, the the, the 12th year of the global campaign started, started by uh, fans on the first anniversary of Serenity's release. Saying, let's get together and give money to Joss's favorite charity. And uh, over 12 years, fans worldwide have put together events that have donated over $1 million to Equality Now and other local charities. That's amazing. Just for celebrating their fandoms and, and Firefly and things that they enjoy.
1: That is amazing. That's pretty great. We could be nerds for a good cause. There you go. Absolutely. That is Awesome. I'm glad you plugged that. I had no idea you were such a damn sweetheart, Dave. Good Lord.
7: Well, we, you know, we, we try. Uh, my girlfriend Stephanie and I have been uh, doing this for the past couple of years, and we've got some really good friends helping us out as well. When are you going to uh, marry that poor girl? Me...
1: Come on. Girlfriend. What are you going to marry that poor <laughs> What are you going to give us grandchildren, Dave? Come on, man.
2: <laughs> Dave, hey, you... you know, that's not, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're too busy saving the world, Matt.
1: Come on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you for your call, right. David. Always good to talk to you, brother.
7: Thank you, sir. Have a good one, and uh, loving the show, guys.
1: Thanks. Thanks, bud. What a guy. I know it.
4: What a freaking guy. I know
1: it. Jeez. Love that kid. Jeez. So there you go. Um, in the show notes, let's make sure and get that in there, a link to that. Yeah, okay. We'll find it. We'll get a link to it, so yeah. you guys can go there and click and help out or meet up, whatever you want to do. I'm not going to be able to get to Milwaukee anytime soon. What is call. happening? We got another call coming in. Here we go. Hello, caller. You are live on THN Cover to Cover. Who this?
8: Hey, nerds. This is Harvey Locus calling in my answer to the question of the week. Harv, how hey. you doing, brother? Good. How's it going, guys? Good, good. Let's talk question of the week. Right. What's your answer? Um, you know, I have called in with this comic many times. I'm going to go with...
1: Hold on, hold on a second, Harvey. I'm just cutting him off. Aaron Myers is trying to call in. I'm cutting him off. He was calling us from the <laughs> toilet, I'm sure. <laughs> go ahead, Harv. <laughs> All right. It's
8: Spider-Man versus Wolverine. Okay. And it's, uh, Spider-Man makes one of the greatest mistakes I've ever read in comics. He's trying to protect or stop Wolverine from killing one of his friends that he wants, that she wants to be killed. You know, she's kind of has a suicide pact with Wolverine wants him to kill her. Spider-Man tries to stop this and in the process ends up killing her himself (laughs) (laughs)
2: That guy's batting a thousand.
8: (laughs) In a fight with Wolverine, you know, Spider-Man and Wolverine are going toe-to-toe. They're in a a graveyard, and they can't see really well. It's nighttime. Spider-Man musters up his last bit of strength just to turn around and punch Wolverine because he thinks he's coming at him one more time. (laughs) And it's the girl. Oh yeah, he dacks the
4: girl. That's right. I remember this. (laughs) Clocks her square
8: in the face and kills her.
1: (coughs) That's great because we were just talking to we we just played David Robin's message and he was talking about Spider Man making like more mistakes than any hero. And he was talking about the death of Gwen Stacy as well. So Spider Man has murdered no less than two women while trying to save them. (laughs) His heart's in the right place. What can you do? Well, girl, shouldn't have gotten in the way, you know? I mean, there you yeah. go. <laughs> it sounds to me like she had it coming. I don't know.
8: <laughs> and, and hey, guys, I also wanted to say uh, um, um, I love this new call-in format, and I think this would be a great thing for the uh, Defender series.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad one. Like defend Spider-Man in the case of Spider-Man versus Wolverine.
4: Involuntary manslaughter. I'm just the
8: call-in. The, the live call in aspect where you know somebody you, where you're going to put somebody on trial for something absolutely or somebody's trying to defend something they can at least argue their points back and forth with you guys
1: I love it Harv I got another call coming in so we're gonna let you go thank you very much All right. kick that around brother thank you buddy
2: guys. take it easy
1: hello caller you are live on THN Cover to Cover who this Justin O'Connor Justin O'Connor calling again you're our first second yeah. time caller to Cover to Cover that's probably not true but no, he- he's the first second Didn't time harvey locust
4: call in last thing no are, are you guys are you guys done arguing
1: yes sorry about that justin no <laughs> i'm okay fine <laughs> what do you want to rap about brother
6: matt why isn't meatball advertising on two-headed nerd
1: uh i'm trying to keep okay for those of you who don't know i run a, a restaurant called the blackstone meatball and I'm trying to keep a distance between the two. Why? Unlike the Trump administration. What? I don't need conflicts of interest.
2: You're not a political it's, official. That's not it. It's not it. It's
1: like people come here to do nerd stuff. They know Matt as the nerd, not necessarily Matt as the chef. If they want to ask me food questions on Twitter or whatever, I'm more than willing to. Your
2: boss can't kick us 100 bucks a month to do commercials on
1: Twitter? <laughs> no. <laughs> I guarantee it. And it. Because I see the bottom line, and I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> I'm cutting Matt, off the I'm, uh, I'm hearing
6: what you're saying but all I'm really hearing is excuses. It's true. Your, uh, your
1: bloody Marys are fantastic. Thank you. You can get them with a meatball w- on them, by the way.
6: I, uh, I thought I was just getting a big glass of vodka because it was so light colored,
0: <laughs> but it was fucking delicious.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you liked it, brother. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you talking bloody Marys with us.
0: <laughs> no problem. Have a good day guys. All See right. You, Justin. Buddy. We'll talk to you later.
1: Hello, caller. You are on the air with THN cover to cover. Who dis? JD, gotta catch them all. JD, gotta catch them all. You're out hunting Pokemon. You took a break to give us a holler. I appreciate it, brother. What do you want to rap about?
2: Stop Uh, saying brother. You've said it like ten times on
1: this episode. Call everybody brother. That's what I do. It's because every man is my brother, Joe. Unlike you, you (laughs) jerk. (laughs) Jeffrey, what do you want to talk about?
4: Uh, Well, one man who doesn't think that we're his brother if he were still alive. Professor Xavier. Okay. Well, you know, the question was, superhero screw-ups. Oh. Is there a bigger one than Xavier? (sighs) I mean, pretty much from, I mean, from Jump, he, you know, I mean, let's not even talk about Kid Vulcan. Marvel
1: Comics has definitely uh, a long history of making Professor Xavier (laughs) look like a total jerk.
4: Yeah, so I would actually say that
2: uh, as opposed to being a screw-up, uh, Professor Xavier just has real moments of malevolence. Yeah, <laughs> He's just an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, just a
1: plain old asshole. Like when uh, they revealed he had a whole team of mutants that he sent to their death, you know? Oh, yeah. People yeah. keep calling in. I oh, keep after- catch- cutting them off. Sorry about that.
4: <laughs> Go on. All right. Well, yeah, not only did he send them to his death, he sent them to his death after sending his first team, you know, pretty much to capture and or death, and then sent this rescue team with what... Uh, half hour of telepathic training yes <laughs> not only did that but that team could have had cyclops brother and then he mind wipes cyclops
1: oh god i forgot about did, all did of forget this. all about it i forgot about all yeah. of this
4: <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah and then there's gabriel haller i mean who he knocks up and then walks away yeah uh,
1: oh god i forgot about that my, too oh and let's yeah, not forget that my, he secretly fell in love with young jean gray And had like all Uh, these weird sexy thoughts about her that she found. Ugh,
4: gross. (laughs) Okay, that one, yeah. That one makes me want to take a crying game shower.
1: I know, right? Oh, man. Ah. We were talking about Spider-Man making a bunch of mistakes. And I think Spider-Man's mistakes were honestly innocent. I don't know if we can count Professor X here. Because I think Professor X is just a complete jerk.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, at least least Spider-Man's mistakes are in character.
1: That's true. That's true.
4: You know, and and that's a good point, because I wanted to talk about Spider-Man, because in the show this last week, you were talking about Chip Zdarsky's new book and a lot of people's dissatisfaction with the current status quo of him being baby Tony Stark. Right. Uh, I take a big issue with people having a problem with that, because it's kind of like what we were talking about last time with the events. A lot of the criticism people have of Marvel events is that they never change the status quo. Yes. No. I, nothing ever changes. Everything ever resets.
1: I totally agree. Except
4: for when it does, and then everyone bitches.
1: Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> always one way or the other. You never have a group that just gets together and goes, you know what? We're fine with this. Nobody ever yeah. does that.
4: <laughs> because, I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the listing, because I think they, they posted the listing a long time ago of you know the intelligent people in the Marvel Universe by rank, right? Right. Reed Richards, Bruce Banner, Hank Pam... Tony Stark and Peter Parker, I don't know if I had the order right, but I mean, Parker's up there.
1: He's right there with him. He's a top 10 guy. We agree with that.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and for sure. So why wouldn't it not be right to take that to his logical conclusion and actually give him an opportunity to show that? But we still have the Parker luck. This is still the high school Parker. He's in a similar scenario he's still screwing up he's totally still not agree. balancing he's still lying to people i totally still, agree with he this he still can't figure out how to how to balance everything and trust me anyone who's worked in corporate america it's just high school times two well oh,
1: more or less yeah <laughs> yeah and it, you're right it's not like they shrunk him down and made him a barbarian or something <laughs> like this this is a logical exactly. extension of his character you know that was a sword <laughs> of the atom reference by the way i mean he wasn't a barbarian really but <laughs> jeffrey thank you for your call that was awesome brother
4: Not a problem. I'm anxious to hear what you think of uh, Old Guard. I was going to talk about it, but I didn't want to spoil next week's show. It was good.
1: It was so good. No spoilers, Joe. Stop it. Spoilers. It was so good. (laughs) All right. Get back out there and catch some Pokemon.
4: Oh,
2: no. He disagreed. All right.
1: (laughs) We got another call here. Let's do it. Caller, you are on the air live with THN Cover to Cover. Who dis?
7: Uh, this is Hallucinathan, Nathan Bradford from hey, Indiana. Nathan hey.
1: Bradford. I feel like we haven't heard of you forever, Hallucinathan. How we doing?
7: <laughs> doing good.
1: Nice. What do you want to rap about?
7: Oh, my, I was going to ask uh, if Joe tried my recommendation as far as what to do with Fireball.
2: Oh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I don't know about um, this. So I have been thinking about it, uh, Nathan. I have been thinking about it, but I have not been to the store to get Dr. Pepper. Oh,
1: God. Fireball uh, and Dr. Pepper? Yes. There's a name for this. I can't remember the name of the drink. Nathan, do you know this? No, I do not. I, they call it something disgusting, like a chode or something like that. Oh, they do not. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, it sounds appalling. Can you try and explain the taste for us?
7: Uh, actually, if you use Diet Dr. Pepper and Fireball but not overdo the fireball. It tastes like
0: you're drinking liquid, big red chewing gum.
9: Ugh. Is this
1: the
2: same as a flaming <laughs> Dr. Pepper? Is that the same thing?
0: I am not quite sure.
1: Let me see if I can get some. I
2: don't know. Oh, yeah. Flaming Dr. Pepper. Yes. A flaming Dr. Pepper. Uh,
1: I see it as a shot. I don't see it as listed as be beer. Like, flaming Dr.
2: Pepper shot. No, a flaming Dr. Dr. Pepper amaretto. has amaretto. Yeah. yeah. And beer. Oh, Gross. Beer? God. <laughs> with Dr. Pepper? Okay, so let's come up with a comic
1: book name for this drink. Dr. Pepper and Fireball. Plus Fireball. fireball. It's got to be something uh, that to do with the Human Torch, right? Dr. Diablo. Dr. Diablo? Mm. But there's already a Dr. Pepper knockoff called Dr. Diablo. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Um, we need a comic book themed name for this drink. Nathan, what do you got for us? Come on, man.
2: The, uh, the Phineas T. Horton. <laughs> who was the scientist that created the Human Torch. The original Human Torch. The Phineas T. Horton. There you go. You heard it here first. Add it to your drink recipes. I love it.
1: Thank you for your call, Nathan. Always good to hear from you, man.
2: Uh,
7: No problem. Have a good one.
2: You too. See you, buddy.
1: (laughs) The Phineas T. Horton. Gross. (laughs) Well, that sounds appalling, but that's what you get on this show, appalling
2: drink recipes. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not proud. No. I think Fireball whiskey is delicious. I think it's
1: disgusting. I like whiskey that tastes like whiskey.
2: You Fireball. like whiskey that tastes like you're dying, like you're Fireball being punished for drinking it. It's whiskey for people that don't like whiskey. That's what it is, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm, like I said, I'm not proud. I'm a bourbon man myself. I mix it with soda. Obviously, it's not about the whiskey. I guess not. Gross.
1: As you've been hearing... Sometimes you call in while we're on the line with someone else. If you can't get through, keep calling, call back, annoy us. We love it.
2: Yeah. Like the phone lines are going to, we're going to be here until the stated end of the call in window. Right. Or until Uh, one of us dies. Yeah. So keep trying. (laughs) We want to hear from you, but I mean, we can't just cut off somebody that just, called unless, they suck.
1: unless they're dead unless they're just doing it
2: yeah yeah awesome. unless it's just a bunch of ums and ahs and like all right well thanks for calling in anyway it's on to you hey joe matt Hey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's enough <laughs> i told you once aaron Myers. never again
1: <laughs> hello caller you are on live with thn cover to cover who this? This is Aaron. What's up, nerds? Aaron Myers! Hey, we guilted it! It's almost as
2: if we bullied you into calling!
1: <laughs> almost as if.
2: <laughs> What's going on, buddy? What do you want to rap about? I, I, I was just reading about your adventure uh, in Portland this weekend. Oh, my.
10: Or, or yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was exciting, I guess. For those, of you, do work.
1: <laughs> for those of you who don't follow him on Twitter or Facebook, Aaron Myers buys all kinds of amazing stuff and then rubs it in your face. It's pretty cool. Sometimes I try, I, just laugh. do. <laughs> I try to do. I try to do that every day. Love it. I saw that Mobius print. Yeah. Put up And I react. He put up this Mo- signed Mobius print. And I was like, and he was like, $20 pickup. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? And he was like, what, yeah. you don't like Mobius? Because it sounded like you
2: were mad about <laughs> <Yeah>. it.
1: <laughs> I didn't even consider that. You know, but like, what can you do? What do you want to rap about? I don't right? know. Well, let's talk about comic books. Let's talk about comic books. What'd you read this week?
10: Yeah. Oh, so many books this week. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. What was the best thing you read this week?
10: Um... You know, number ones are easy to remember because it's like the the new RECA book. Fair um, enough. Old Guard. kind of stuck with me. I read it this There's morning. There's a lot of... Oh, good. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I loved it. I thought it was really good. We're going to review it on next week's show.
10: Awesome. Joe, yeah, I mean... You Joe, know, stop first... spoiling
1: his review. <laughs>
10: <laughs> well, first issues are always like especially from guys like that are typically not going to be a mess. It's usually by issue 12, if you're you know, still into it or not. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, um, other than that, I'm kind of, uh, like DC just isn't interesting me that much these days. Really? I don't know why I'm just nothing wrong with it. It's just, you ever go through the cycles of like, Especially with Marvel or D C where you just kinda don't care for a while and you won't need to rebuild.
1: Yes, I'm- kinda doing that with Marvel
2: right now. Yes, I feel that way with yeah,
1: Marvel right and-
10: now. But- right, and Marvel still interests me. The events don't interest me at all, but kind of the solo books, you know, still interest me.
1: Yeah, i read so, Spider-Man just, still, and I'm digging it. It's still a lot of fun, but outside
2: of that, I mean, i read oh, Thor. It's still wanna, great. You want to talk about comics, Aaron? We talked about this online a little bit, about the very disappointing conclusion to the clone t- conspiracy. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, right.
10: <laughs> uh, this which, week. Which well, is ex- that's extra disappointing, though, because I expected it to be good. Like so much other stuff, I kind of expect to suck, and I'm... Surprise when it doesn't this i'm like okay well this is gonna be fun it's gotta be good and, and it's just uh, so lackluster and uh, this week uh
2: this week the final tie-in issue came out in amazing spider-man uh which included a bunch of shit that should have been in clone conspiracy number five
10: yep yes, uh, i read that and i'm like why is yeah. it not even uh, uh, yeah I
2: was like double pissed.
10: <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, then, I'm, then I see the ad for Omega, and then I'm like, I'm not picking that up. Yeah, I'm Yeah,
2: like what a waste of time. Yeah, but it'll
10: probably be a five dollar issue
2: too.
1: Yeah, oh, I guarantee. For sure. it. I think it is for four sure. ninety nine cover. Yeah. Mm. Aaron, yep. thanks. No you. thanks. Thank you for yeah. your call. It's always good to talk to you, man. And uh, keep posting all the cool shit that you have
2: that I don't. You can. Uh, you can try to do that. Find Aaron most weeks at two at a He writes the ludicrous speed reviews every Thursday. It's true. Uh, sometimes I don't remember to post them until Friday. I apologize for that. That's my <laughs> fault. Not his, <laughs> <laughs> but he's
1: usually very gracious about
2: it.
10: Usually. I am. I'm nothing, nothing but humble.
1: Hey, and start <laughs> another podcast. Will you come on, man? Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's
10: easy.
2: With all the time I got.
1: We do it I all gotta the time. I got to buy comics. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll look, talk to you soon, buddy. If you,
2: look, if you start another podcast, you can beg people for money and then pay for your own comics that way.
1: That's what we do. Or at least not feel so guilty about stealing them from the internet, you know? <laughs> mm. Yeah, my conscience is clear either way. <laughs> all right, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right.
10: I'll See you, Aaron.
1: you guys. Bye. Aaron used to host a show with their friend Andy. We loved it. It's gone. What can you do? Some of of these jerks don't have the same legs as we do. Ha! Yeah!
2: Wow. (laughs) We missed a call from our buddy Bobby in Florida. Uh, Apologies, Bobby. Bobby is uh, a good pal. He sent me a Hamilton mug from the gift shop of the Richard Rogers theater. When he went to see Hamilton in New York city. And if
1: you're into Hamilton, like Joe and all the other middle-aged housewives in the United States, then that would be pretty cool. Uh,
2: but yeah, (laughs) sorry, Bobby, we only have the one phone and we just, we can't just keep cutting people off. We appreciate you trying hogging the lines as usual. Um, but try again. We want to get you on the show for sure.
1: Right on right now. Let's go to our buddy from the frozen Northwest, Northeast. Pardon me. The Orca, he hosts a segment on the show called Postcards from The Orca. You would love it if you listen to the other show, which you probably do. If you don't, you should. Take it away. <laughs> this is his biggest mistake.
11: Lots of things went through my mind when I thought of mistakes heroes have made. The Tower of Babel storyline in JLA, where Batman thinks of a way to off each of his teammates in the Justice League, was a doozy. And he got off easier than Todd McFarlane looking at a Mark McGuire centerfold. Spider-Man broke Gwen Stacy's neck. That's fucking manslaughter. <laughs> Robin briefly gained the necrophilia Detective Number 317. Whoa. Yuck. Perv. <laughs> Joel Schumacher breathes air every day. <laughs> but the more I thought about it, it became clear to me that Thor made the biggest mistake. In issue number 336, when he dumped Lady Sif to hang out on Earth. In fairness to Thor, he didn't know that Walt Simonson was taking over the next issue. The heroes are always the last to know about creative changes. (laughs) Or that he would proceed to draw Lady Sif like a genuine Frank Frazetta masterpiece of... Jeez. for the next 45 oh issue. Before that, you got guys like Trimp and Chan trying to like a 1950s mom with zero sex appeal, then blammo! The best dunk on either side of Rainbow Road. True that. Sorry, Thor, you're no longer worthy to lift this skirt. Go play with your hammer. Okay, 30 seconds left to thank anyone and everyone who helped, especially Chris Sabella, for getting my postcard from last episode all the way to Robert Kirkman himself. Oh, Sabella did it. He's still canceling Invincible, but one day when it comes back, we can all know that we planted that initial seed. There you go. Kiss, kiss, nerds.
1: He's totally right, though. Lady Sif went from looking like the boyish girl next door to whammo.
2: <laughs> Look, <laughs> Thor is about
1: more than just looks. Okay. I guess. Uh, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's
2: true. Yeah, either. This is Thor. We're talking about, to He's be
1: perfectly a- honest. I don't know if that's true. Either. He's a pretty surface
2: level dude, you know? Uh, so yes, uh, for those of you that may not have heard it, for some reason, there are some people that only listen to one of our shows and not both. That's so uh, stupid. So stupid. Okay, That's fine. Um, In last week's postcards from the Orca, the Orca made an impassioned plea to Robert Kirkman to not cancel Invincible with issue 144. Uh, And then uh, the day after the episode aired, he spent, no shit, 12
1: hours. A solid 12 hours.
2: Pestering Robert Kirkman on Twitter. Yes. Chasing after his collaborators, including Ryan Otley and Christopher Sabella. Uh, to get Kirkman to listen to the segment and to listen to our plea, to yes. his plea. Yes. And
1: it worked. Robert Kirkman came to the ziggurat. Yeah. Knocked not, on the door. That's not true. Said, leave me the fuck alone or I swear I'll press charges. I mean, slapped Joe. that part's true.
2: <laughs> but Kirkman actually listened to the segment because he quoted something from the segment that didn't get mentioned online. It's true. So it worked. Uh, Well... It got him to listen. It didn't get him to change his mind. The lesson
1: is: whenever you hear us talk about any creators, pester them on Twitter until yeah. they are forced uh, to listen to the show.
2: The lesson, unfortunately, is online harassment works. Totally. <laughs> uh, please do not harass people online. Why do you think people kill themselves because of this stuff? It works. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. Don't do it. Thank you, Orca. That was dark. I apologize. <laughs> uh, okay, so D called. We have another call from D.
1: Hello, caller. You are on the air with THN cover to cover. Who
0: this? It's Anthony, currently presiding in Brooklyn. Hey!
1: We,
2: I was only bad-mouthing
0: you
1: a few minutes
2: yeah, ago.
0: i we were sorry. just talking
1: smack about you. Like, oh, he's got an answer, but he didn't leave a message, I see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, I, I did have an answer that I thought would work for that question. But I went and I got the issue off of Comixology, reread it, and I was like, oh, wait, it's not as bad as I thought.
1: Okay, well, wait, let's talk about that first. What was your, what answer was that going to be?
0: Okay, so it's an old issue of Blue Beetle from, like, 1987, where um, there's a guy who's dying of leukemia. He steals an experimental leukemia drug, but accidentally drops it in front of a homeless guy. That's
1: a brutal bummer
0: as, as you do. Right. And then he, he can't remember which homeless person he, he dropped it in front of. Well, they all so look the
1: same. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> right. So he is uh, 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 killing his way through homeless people in Chicago, trying to find the right homeless person. And uh, Blue Beal comes across him and he's, you know, incensed by this. But so the guy, uh, the bad guy has a, has a, a guy at nice points. And Blue Beetle talks him out of it. He's like, put the knife down. Let's actually just talk for a second, okay? And maybe we can get to the root of your problem. And the guy with the knife is like, oh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I don't want to be doing this. He drops the knife. Blue Beetle's like, sucker! And, like, blasts him with his gun and gets into a senseless fist fight. But I thought (laughs) that it accidentally caused the death of somebody. I mean, it's still pretty non-heroic. Because it was awfully heroic when he's like, hey, put the knife down. The guy's like, you know what? That's I should. Well, I
1: love how quickly the guy went from murder mode to, yeah, you know what? Let's talk it out. Uh, maybe, right. I'm, maybe I'm overreacting here. But slaughtering homeless people.
0: <laughs> how often do you see superheroes like go, hey, let's not fight. Let's talk this out. And then the bad guy goes, oh, you know what? That's, yeah, let's do that. Fool you. Just, <laughs>
2: right.
0: Yeah, right? It's pretty, it's pretty funny. Um, but I actually, I called him with another quick question for you guys. Did you see the movie Split?
1: I have not yes, seen it yet. I did. I have not seen it yet. Okay, I'm gonna take my headphones off. So cause I don't want to spoil her because I've got download it downloaded. Okay. I'm going to watch it. I'm taking my headphones off. You talk
0: to Joe about it. What I don't know. Should we talk about this? Go for it. Uh, listen Is it okay? Well
1: I'll be in the restroom. Hold on.
0: You're gonna have to edit it.
4: I'm just gonna skip past
1: this
2: part. It'll be
0: fine. Don't do anything stupid. That...
2: <laughs> okay. Wait, uh, wait, is this yeah, go ahead. It's just me and you. So let me Okay.
0: So, what'd you think of that ending?
2: Um, Okay. I was so surprised and tickled by the ending that the movie went from, "and that was pretty okay, to like, oh my God, that was amazing. Uh, Dude, that's
0: the exact same thing that happened to me.
2: And and I'm telling you this, as somebody, um, see, he can still hear me, so I'm going to be very vague about it. Of course. Uh, I am not really a huge fan of that original movie.
0: Me either.
2: Uh, I I think it's fine and fun, uh, but the ending and some of the choices and logical leaps that are made in that movie are really stupid. Uh, totally. But but still, at the end of Split, when they had that big reveal, I was like, oh my god, this is the best. <laughs> me too.
0: And I don't know why. I think it's just the, the comic nerd in me. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, it's, all, it's like it's all connected. Yep. Continuity. <laughs> you
2: know? I love continuity, even in shitty movies. Yes. Are we done ruining things? Yes, headphones on. Okay,
1: yeah, headphones are back. We're done. All right. I'm just going to make a mental note to skip uh, about from minute 49 to minute
0: 51. I'm going to make a mental note to skip Anthony. Just yeah, there you go. <laughs> skip him.
1: We didn't really talk <laughs> any details, so you're, you're pretty safe. Anthony, that was great. Thank you very much for your call. It is always
0: Thanks, guys. wonderful
1: to hear from you. See you, buddy. Take it easy. Bye. So when Anthony Started talking about That Blue Beetle story I thought he was telling me That Blue Beetle Was killing his way All those yeah. people And I was like What? Uh,
2: issue did this? The 80s were different <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess so Thanks for your call Anthony Love you buddy So D. Murray Sent us an answer To the question Too And he, uh, he actually Requested we put in A couple sound effects
12: uh, He
2: provided the sound effects Alright 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 let's, let's see what I can do
12: How's it going guys? D. here Um hey. I know we're doing the cover-to-cover cover thing now, but I still wanted to answer your question of the week and just focus on that right now. Uh, my answer has has to be for you, Superman, Volume 2, issue number 88, when Superman kills General Zod from Alternate Universe and two other Phantom Zone prisoners. Uh, this one here resonated with me because Superman killed, which is something he's very against, to, you know, to try not to do ever. And he did this and after he did that he put himself to exile like I know we're talking about the bad deeds that they've done or like the bad things they've, they've done that's what this question is all about but it's more about what they did and the aftermath of that that's my little kid in the background sorry about that uh <laughs> the, and that's that's my answer is the killing in the exile like he killed someone he saw what he did, and he threw himself out of the equation because he couldn't control what he may or may not do next. And that's that has to be my answer for you.
1: <clears throat> D went on a little bit after that, but it got sonically weird. So you talked about this not too long ago on The Basement on the Hill podcast that you guest on when you were talking about the last Superman movie where he murdered Zod, and they were like, that's bullshit. And you were like, well, it did happen in a comic book.
2: Sure. I mean, it's <clears> – <throat> yes – uh, and we've gone on and on and on about this over and over and over again. And my the number one argument against me when I rail about this stuff is, Whoa, he's killed in the comics. Yeah, in bad comics. Right. In bad comics that are not representative of the character of Superman. Do you
1: know who wrote that one? John Byrne. It was John Byrne. Yep. John Byrne. Your John Byrne. Yep. Joe Patrick's boyfriend. John Byrne.
2: Look, I'm, everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> okay. um, <Yeah>. So, <laughs> what Dee was talking about is a storyline in uh, the second year of John Byrne's big Superman reboot. Oh, not the second year, because there was the Man of Steel miniseries, then they did the Superman ongoing. Right. Uh, so it was like issue 21-ish, thereabouts. <clears throat> they had just introduced Supergirl for the first time post-crisis, and this version of Supergirl was a, um an artificial life form created by the Lex Luthor of an art of an alternate universe. Okay. Uh and so yeah this this is the Supergirl that we had A Supergirl LMD sort of Okay. Um this is the Supergirl that we had all through the the eight, late 80s 90s and early 2000s the the very uh much beloved Peter David run on supergirl She is was a that, robot the whole that, time? She's not a robot. She's like a... Um, robot. Robot. No, cuz she's not robot. a machine. She's like um like um, a clone is sort of as I guess the best way to put it. Synthesoid? No, because that's still robot. I'm just going to call her a robot. <laughs> she's She's <laughs> but a robot. She's not a machine. Got it. Uh anyway, this version of Supergirl came to uh the DC universe to get Superman's help because there were three uh, supervillains from that universe's version of Krypton that were just running amok, murdering people. They murdered billions of people. Was it Zod and... Uh, Zod, and, yeah. Okay. And so like, this was DC bending over backwards to do a story with other Kryptonians when they had gone to great lengths to say there were no more Kryptonians yeah. after the crisis. They're from an alternate universe and some of them are clones. Whoops. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Anyhow, that's not important. So these phantom zone criminals, General Zod and and his cronies, murdered every person on the earth of that universe. Uh, And Superman was just overwhelmed beside himself with the horror of the crime. And he took it upon himself to be judge, jury, and executioner. And he found some kryptonite from that world and... Took away their powers and killed them. The kryptonite didn't bother him though because it was from a different world. Yeah, basically.
1: There you go. How'd he kill him? He'd stuff it down their throat? What no, do you mean? No, like
2: <laughs> is it super violent. He he had he basically had two He had two um He had two forms of kryptonite. One to take away right. their powers, and that was gonna be the end of it, but they but they said, you know, this will not stop us. We'll figure out how to get our powers back, and when we do, we're gonna come for your world. Right. And that's when he's like, can't have it. Screw it. Yeah. You did. And so that's what happens. Superman murders. Okay. Or executes these three criminals. Murder, execute. Come yeah, on. you Such know, a fine potato, line. potato. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your mileage may vary. Yeah, tomato manslaughter. Right. You know You say tomato, I say manslaughter. (laughs) So fast forward a a length of time, John Byrne is off the book. I guess it'd be first degree murder because he thought about it, planned it, and then killed it. Well, I mean, he didn't like premeditate it. It was sort of like, uh, I would say more of a crime of passion. He
1: made the decision, it sounds like. He had the choice to do one or the other, and he was like, all right then. There you go. Yeah. I'm taking Superman to court. He gets the chair. But I'm this. saying it's like right? second degree murder, because he didn't plot it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? See, you sound like Superman's weenie defense trying to keep him out of the gas chamber. Look, Sorry, the man. law is the law. I'm the hard-hitting DA. I'm- anyway, Mr. District
2: Attorney isn't gonna put up with that crap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh so after Byrne left the book, the writers and editors of Superman were like, well, we've got this Superman that has murdered people, now what? Right. And so they drafted this storyline showing that his actions in that story, uh, really affected him on like a deep emotional scarring level, right. uh, to the point where he had kind of like an emotional breakdown and was impersonating a different character. He was running around dressed in a different character's costume.
1: Just like you, when you walked out of the, the last Superman movie. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um <laughs> it deeply emotionally scarred you, and was, you acted like you were someone else for a week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so he had this uh, mental break where, and he ran around pretending to be this character called Gangbuster, who was a character in the books at the time, but he was just a normal guy. Okay. Um,
1: I want to see Gangbuster. I don't remember this guy.
2: Yeah, keep going. And so, Gang uh, Superman gets in a fight with, I think, the Guardian, uh, the the Project Cadmus Guardian with the gold shield, right? Right. And he uh, slashes at Gangbuster's costume. What a dork. He's Daredevil. (laughs) Gangbuster is Daredevil with a dumb helmet. Yeah, kind of. He's like Daredevil meets D-Man is what he looks like. Yeah, sort of. (laughs) And nunchucks. Yeah, he's got nunchucks. Why does Superman need nunchucks? He doesn't think he's Superman. He thinks he's Gangbuster. Oh, sorry. And so, yeah, uh, the Guardian slashes at Gangbuster and tears part of his uniform away, revealing the Superman costume underneath. Of course. And that's what kind of snaps him I mean, out of it. He a costume under his costume. He had an at emotional no point,
1: breakdown. At no point is he like, I am really warm in this Gangbuster costume. He's what Superman. am I wearing? He doesn't here?
2: get warm. He's Superman. I <laughs> guess. Anyway, uh, this kind of shocks him out of it, and he realizes that uh, this, these... This action that he's committed has turned him in, turned himself into a danger, and so he forces or he exiles himself voluntarily from the earth
1: that is so dumb. <laughs> this whole thing is so dumb I'm
2: sorry <laughs> I mean the exile story like that the, the aftermath stories are pretty decent. But like, that wasn't Superman, John Byrne
1: writing that? That was somebody else. That was after John Byrne. Okay. Okay.
2: But yeah, Superman exiles himself because he can't handle the fact that he killed three people.
1: Fair enough. I mean, I buy that Superman would do that. Anyway. So there you go. So, uh, Patrick, you're wrong. Superman's a murderer. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I think we all learned something. Anyway, Let's go to our final. I don't think that was the point of D's call, but all right. Our final MP3 is from Shane Carr. He is all the way over. In Ireland. He says he's sorry he's so late, but it's actually next week there.
2: He also says that uh, his original email included a bunch of funny banter that did not carry over. How rude. <laughs> uh, just letting you know, I did write something and it was hilarious.
1: Okay. Well, we'll I buy that.
2: Yeah, it's it's a take funny your guy. word
7: for it.
9: Hello, two-headed friend. This is Shane from Ireland. It's a little past the deadline, but time zones, they are hard. So, to the question. The moment that came to my mind when I read it uh, was from Age of Ultron. I think there's probably negative feeling about that event. It started out as apocalyptic widescreen awesomeness and ended in two characters on a road trip debating an ethical dilemma. But that's the dilemma that came to my mind when I read this question. The moment where a hero just done messed up is Wolverine killing Hank Pym. To prevent Ultron ever being created, he executes Pym, just flat out murders him while Sue Storm stands by. The idea being that, for all the good Hank Pym did, creating Ultron was worse. Pre-cog Justice, an issue B.M. Bendis went on to explore in the uh, thrilling Civil War 2. So for me, Age of Ultron is flawed, because someone suggests early on they just go talk to Pym, tell him not to create Ultron. But Wolverine's like, if you tell a genius not to do something, you're basically daring him to do it. So he just goes straight to murdering an innocent man. And ultimately, the story does come down on the side of, yeah, that was the bad decision, that was wrong, because the new timeline that gets created is just as bad, and Wolverine has to go back again and stop himself from murdering Pym. But that's what makes the story interesting. Yeah, it lost the appeal of the first issues where the ragtag survivors take on uh, Ultron uh, so Earth's new Ultron overlord, but... It's interesting to think about the issues raised. Was Wolverine right? Is it okay to kill an innocent man uh, if you know he's going to do bad? Is execution ever justifiable? Seeing the hero wrestle with her choices is what makes the character interesting. Seeing them struggle with decisions and the consequences is what gives something to talk about beyond who would win in a fight. Villains have all the best lines because they're certain of their actions. They go for what they want. Some heroes never falter, Superman or Steve Rogers, and that makes them who we want to emulate. But the ones we can endlessly talk about and relate to are the ones who make the mistakes. I think that's why Wolverine and Batman, say, are so popular. Okay, Shane out. Damn, Shane, that was deep. Uh,
2: yeah, it was deep. And uh, he brings up of Ultron and Wolverine having to go back in time. And prevent himself from killing Hank Pym. I wish Wolverine
1: went back in time to kill Wolverine.
2: What he did not, <laughs> what he did not mention is the fact that Wolverine, in fact, did kill Wolverine. Yes, because that was the only way to stop him. Yeah, and so there is an alternate, like it, it's immediately shifted the timeline. But there is uh, somewhere out there in the Marvel universe is. Uh, a dead Wolverine body, a second dead Wolverine body. There you go. Uh, buried uh, and murdered by the original Wolverine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a sticky wicket there. <laughs> yeah. There might also be a second Sue Storm out there.
1: I remember this because I remember a bunch of people freaking out about that being out of character and whatnot. I don't think it is for a guy like Wolverine.
2: Not for a guy like Wolverine.
1: I think when they say, look, Hank Pym's going to do this thing or whatever, Wolverine's first. Response is well. I'm gonna go. You know, if I have a chance to stop him, I'm gonna go kill him. Because you guys talk about this all the time, and nothing ever happens, and we end up in a giant, you know, Age of Ultron crossover. So hey, murder solved. There you go. I didn't disagree with it. I did think it was cool. Wolverine had cool kill Wolverine and stuff like that. It ended up kind of cool. It was not the best. No, Age of Ultron has a terrible ending. Yeah, it wasn't great. But I thought there was some Age of Ultron
2: stuff. is a terrible event.
1: I thought there was some clever stuff in there. It was sure. not a great event. I agree.
2: Well, yes, just like Civil War right. and Civil War II. Didn't stick the ending. These are events that uh, definitely take the opportunity to explore philosophical discussions and right. debates um, with the most ludicrous plots imaginable. <laughs> uh, so while I applaud them for getting really heady, uh, I cannot give them any props because that book sucks. Yeah, it
1: wasn't great. <laughs> totally agree. Wow. We, you know what? We need to do another question based on heroes being jerks, not heroes making mistakes. Just when your favorite hero was a total dick, (laughs) you know, like Superman spent half the golden age, just kicking Jimmy Olsen around.
2: Yeah. Where he forced (laughs) Jimmy to marry that gorilla. It was crazy.
1: (laughs) We should totally do that sometime. Thank you to everybody that called in. This was great. This was so much fun. We're going to premiere another question of the week next Sunday. Yes. So you'll have a week to call in, and we'll lay all that out on the regular show, which will be back next week. We had a ton of fun this week. If you didn't get through, Bobby, I apologize. Try, try again. Or leave us a message. You can always leave a message, and we'll play that shortly afterwards. Yeah. So there. Lesson learned. Next week on the regular show, amongst all the other fun stuff we're going to do, we're going to have a little nerd at the movie's review of Logan. It comes out next Friday, and it looks awesome. I can't freaking wait. I know. I'm excited. I know. We're going to go next Thursday. You'll hear a review that weekend. Again, thanks to everybody that called. You guys were great. We don't have a show without you. But right now, we got to pack this up. We're going to put some lipstick on this pig and get it up on the internet. Joe Patrick, before we go, we didn't give our answers to the question.
2: I know. I'm not sure we gave our answers to the last question either, well, now whatever. that I'm thinking about it. Well,
1: now that we know, we'll do it at the very end of the show. There you go.
2: So, uh, my answer also involves Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, but none of the obvious ones that I probably should have picked. All right. Uh, the number one probably being the burglar, you know, from his very first appearance. Sure. he only stop that damn burglar. Sure. Uh, But then we'd have no Spider-Man comics.
1: We would have Uncle Ben
2: comics. (laughs) We
1: would have
2: uh, (laughs) Uncle Ben Adventures. (laughs) uh, Now celebrating its 50th, uh, 60th (laughs) year. But um, the second I saw this question, I flashed back to Secret Wars 2, which is an event that I never actually read. I only ever read, I think, one issue from that miniseries. But there were a bunch of tie-ins in the regular books. Unlike the original Secret Wars, where there were no uh, single-issue tie-ins, Secret Wars 2 had a ton of tie-ins. So Amazing Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, whatever would have right. a Secret Wars 2 issue. Right. So in Secret Wars 2, at some point, the Beyonder, who has come to Earth and made himself look like the white Michael Jackson, turns an office building into pure gold. Like, just, boom, transmutes it from floor to ceiling. Just showing off? Yep. He's like, I'm the Beyonder. Check this out. Right. Boom. Gold. And he turns this building into gold. And Spider-Man... Is in the building or near the building, and he finds uh, a notebook, just a small notebook, like an office notebook made of solid gold. Okay. And he takes it. And he is just racked with guilt for taking this notebook. Never mind the fact that it's useless to anyone, it's no longer a notebook for starters. Right. It's just a gold paperweight worth thousands of dollars. Uh, he's just, like, wracked with guilt over the idea that he took this, he took this notebook, uh, and it's dishonest, and all this blah, blah, blah. And ultimately, he throws it away. Instead of, like, selling the notebook... Uh, like taking it to Saul's jewelry and loan and getting our cash for gold or whatever. <laughs> uh, shout out to local pawn shop, Saul's jewelry and there loan, I guess. Woo-hoo! Uh, they didn't pay for that spot. No, we're gonna send them a bill. Uh, but yeah, I just remember this reading this as a kid. And I'm like, just keep the notebook, who cares? I like, I thought like, I guess the worst thing you could say about keeping the notebook is that it would really tip the scales of the gold economy,
1: I suppose. <laughs> but- yeah.
2: Uh, like they've already got an office building made out of gold. That ship has sailed. But yeah, I just remember him being so guilt ridden by stealing this notebook. And it has stuck with me ever since that. That was the first thing I thought of when I read Damon's question. All right.
1: My answer actually goes to a hero's death. It was a mistake so big and so stupid that he died. And he's one of my favorite heroes. This was during Brian Michael Bendis'
2: Avengers. (laughs) Avengers disassembled. Your boy, Hawkeye. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't know how to take off his own quiver. Well,
1: not only does he not know how to take it off, he didn't design it so it could be taken off easily.
2: He doesn't know how to (laughs) stop, stop, drop, and roll. And
1: during the big battle that uh, sets up uh, the end of the story, Hawkeye... Just like every random German with a flamethrower in every World War II movie gets
2: shot in the quiver. <laughs> he, gets, he, gets, he gets shot in the back a, with a, a random with laser a blast. ray gun by an imaginary Cree soldier. Yes. And a random laser blast hits him and he goes, oh, <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And he's like screaming, not like this, yeah. not like this. And he's like trying to take his clothes off and he won't, <laughs> he can't get it. And so
1: somebody flies him up in the air, don't they? Um, so he can explode. I can't remember who
2: it I can't remember how it happened. I don't remember was he wearing a jetpack? I can't remember. And you know what? Now that you mentioned it, I don't remember how he got up but there. But he flies up in the air. But he flies up into the imaginary Kree warship yes. and explodes. Explodes, takes the takes warship out and yeah. kills
1: himself. What a stupid way to go.
2: Well, like <laughs> It's just the dumbest it's so dumb and it's from a writer that i truly truly love you don't have like one of those easy little backpack clasps on
1: that thing come on man like seriously (laughs) that was also the last time we saw hawkeye in his old costume
2: can't you just do a backflip and let all the arrows spill out
1: yeah so maybe they had to do that so they could put him in the new costume. I don't know.
2: Really? <laughs> yeah, that was the excuse for it, them getting him in the movie outfit. So
1: there are our stupid hero mistakes.
2: Oh God. <laughs> that now I'm I'm angry again. <laughs> I had so much
1: fun with this one, but we gotta get out of here, Joey. We'll be back next week with another two-headed nerd comic book podcast. But for now, this is the two-headed nerd.